All right, and we are live. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Art and Span Show podcast, brought to you by Charlotte Shoe Repair. Charlotte Shoe Repair! Check them out online at charlotteshoerepair.com. With the fall and winter season coming, you want to make sure that you get yourself a good pair of dependable work boots, hunting boots, keeping you warm boots, uh, and they have plenty of different options, too, if you're looking to repair your boots as well, whether it's getting the dye done, getting the leather, uh, re-put together, whatever the case is, check them out online at charlottetrueprepair.com. Re-put together. Whatever it is. Redone or whatever. You can get it done when you're doing it at Charlotte Shoe Repair. So okay. Check them out. I am still recovering from yesterday. I went to Exit 13 Haunted House and... Uh, yeah, like I'm trying to process everything because it was a absolutely terrifying experience. Um, Which is what it's designed to be. Yeah, but like Exit 13 is different because it's like literally they're allowed to touch you. And so uh, we do broadcast there. The radio station that I work for along with uh, uh, Q106 is I-92.9, a top 40 station. So that is where I do the most of my work. And this is kind of like my passion project as far as working for Q106. I've been pretty lucky to be able to be involved. And uh, we do broadcasts out there every Sunday at Exit 1300 House with I-92.9. So went out there. Uh, we're out there from 8 to 10. Uh, Clark was out there, who is an awesome uh, sales representative here. And also I consider a really good friend. And then uh, my friend uh, Mark showed up who is a 300-pound man that uh, I would trust with my life, but when it comes to haunted houses, completely don't trust with my life. So, Well, I mean, there's no danger in a haunted house. You say that, but yet you don't go through them. So I cannot take your opinion <laughs> on the matter seriously The at all. only danger you can possibly experience in a haunted house mm-hmm. is being scared to death, mm-hmm. which is what it's designed for and mm-hmm. why they actually, like, they, like, do they make you sign something for liability before you go in there, or is that kind of an understood? I think that, it's like, just, like, an understood thing. They have, like, extreme nights, which I would never be a part of. So we started the what night. What the hell is an extreme night? Well, here, I'll get to that. So we were out there from 8 to 10. I got there out, uh, out there a little bit early to set up and everything. And uh, uh, they have uh, two attractions, the actual haunted house. And then they have a buried alive simulator in which you lay in a real life casket. And it feels like you're being buried alive. So we're doing the broadcast. And during the broadcast, I was, I was like, hey, it would be awesome to get a picture in the coffin. And bringing those two idiots with me, I knew that this was going to turn against me very quickly. But against my better judgment, I decided to lay in the coffin and which one of the workers laid on top of the coffin and Mark and Clark laid on top of the coffin so I couldn't get out and I was claustrophobic and I started freaking out after like, I don't know, 10 seconds and I didn't even end up getting the picture that I wanted. So that was great. Wait, 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 wait. You actually laid down yeah, in I, a casket. I used to work at a haunted house in which I laid in a casket the whole time. Now, I'm cool with laying in a casket. The only problem that I have is is when I know that I can't get out. I have a bad problem with claustrophobia. I've always been claustrophobic. And that's one of my like big, huge fears is being like held down or like being trapped in a place that I can't get out of. So, with that being said, when I worked at the haunted house, I was like 14 to 15, I don't know, I was super young, and it was easy because I was in control of scaring people. I wasn't the one being scared. Um, 
in this situation, they laid on top of the casket and thought it was funny, and it freaking scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah, no thank you. That All of that sounds absolutely miserable, and I want no part of it at all whatsoever. So then there was a part where we were interacting with groups that would come through. Basically, you get wanded you know, for security reasons, and then you go, and you uh, wait in line unless you have the time ticketing, and you could buy the tickets. And there was this girl who was 21 years old who had never been through a haunted house and was very adamant about not going through the haunted house. We tried convincing her for about an hour and she had her boyfriend there and boyfriend's like just attached to me and just go through the haunted house and that didn't work. All this time while she's <laughs> saying it and like seizing up, like shaking, convulsing because she's so scared, I'm thinking to myself, that is me. I just can't show this because I have two of my friends with me and I told them, come up and we'll go through the haunted house. <sighs> So it gets to the point towards the end of the broadcast where I've got a little bit of free time to be able to go through said haunted house. And thanks to Derek and the crew, uh, we went through the VIP line and we were literally like waiting to go through. And we're standing in this long, dark hallway. And I'll show you a picture, Span. It's in, maybe you can... Wait, ex- I saw it on your Instagram. Is that the red... Yeah, it's yeah. like the red hallway. But yeah. it, it looks like it's a never-ending hallway. Like, you look at it, and it just goes down, and there's just red lights, and it's pure... It's it's absolutely terrifying. And so we're waiting there, and then the door opens. And the lady's like, hi, welcome to Exit 13. The shoe's really nice. And we walk in, and I automatically decided, the second that we walked in there, my throat started closing up. Oh, fuck. Because, like... It wasn't that open of a space. It was a pretty tight space. <sighs> Even thinking about it now, like it's making my heart race just because of like the claustrophobia of it. So how long does it take to get through there? Well, I'll, I'll get to that because you're asking how long does it take me to get through there or no, a normal no, no, no. person? A typical person. Typical person. 30 to 45 minutes. 30 to 45 minutes. So you knew going into this, this is a 30 to 45 minute commit. No, because the last time I went through it in 11 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been through it in two years. I have the record there. Derek tells me all the time. You are the fastest person to go through Exit 13 and still did took you, you 11 minutes. Did you see any of it or did you just So, well, this it? time, so this time I said I'm going to appreciate it a little bit more, but then I got to the part where the entrance where you stand there and they give you the spiel and they give you like the warnings and everything. And my throat started closing up. I'm not even I've never had this happen to me like my throat was closing up. And so I said we got to stop. I need a glow stick. And the glow sticks is what they put on you to where the people can't touch you. The actors can't touch you. Now, before, okay. Oh, my God. Are you sure you want to go on with this? Yeah. Well, I just want to explain. Like, and uh, before anybody's like, oh, you're a baby. You're a baby. When you go through and they know your name and they know that they can be a little bit more, not even aggressive, but just like a little bit more like touchy with you because you're the radio guy and you talk about it yeah, all the time. See, I'm, 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 yeah. As a guy who went through, okay, I went through a different haunted house that mm-hmm. we also have, we do business with. Yeah. And that one is considerably longer to go through. Okay. Uh-huh. When I went through there. I could hear people on their walkie-talkies but in the preface walls. preface it that you didn't go through it. You got like a security point to the back to where you could see the cameras and stuff because you are very adamant no, no, no. on- Slow down, slow down, slow You down. went through. I did go through. When? Like six, seven years ago. Oh, okay? okay. So when I went through, I could hear them on walkie-talkies in the walls like, oh, the radio guy's coming. Yeah. And they made-
each. It's cause, the worst, Because, you know, man. sometimes you go through a room and the person who's stationed there is scaring somebody else in another yeah. room. Like, no, everybody was manning their posts. Yeah. No one took a break. So I got the full brunt <sighs> of the terror that was available. And that's so what made that, you decide never to go through one again. No, I don't want to go one that time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll be a team player and do this because they're paying us to come out here. And I was like, your ad is, I'm never going through there because I did it once. So you know, when you explain to them mm-hmm. that you are a specialized target, that's what I'm trying to make them understand. Yeah. They, you don't get the regular experience. You get the regular experience it's on so steroids bad. and crack cocaine with a hint of LSD. And, and listen, I don't want anybody to listen to this and be like, oh, you're a baby, you this and that. Okay, cool. You're a badass because you can go through a haunted house without screaming. Cool. There's something that happened in your life that made you that way. Congratulations. No, I'm not even giving them that. And here's why. We all know you can't die in them. Going through a haunted house. Well, then why don't you go through them? Yeah, because I still can't. The, I still feel that abject terror. Like, right. I still feel it. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is anyone who's like, you're a baby for feeling anything in a haunted house. I'm like. What, do you want a medal? Right. You can go through a haunted house without feeling tape. Right. Yeah, that makes you a sucker. Yeah. You paid money <laughs> to not get scared in a place you're supposed I, to be scared. Yeah. So I go, uh, we go all the way down the red dark hallway and we get to the part where the door opens. The lady's like, hey, come on in. I'm going to give you the spiel, whatever. And then I'm just like, I need a glow stick. Like, it's not even so much about the haunted house itself. It's the fact that, like, people are could potentially touch me. And I just don't like people touching me in general. Uh, at concert venues, I stay far to the back because I don't like to be touched. At places where you're leaving and there's a lot of cr- I try and avoid that. I don't like being touched, okay? So I look at Mark, I look at Clark, and I say, listen, I'm going to get a glow stick. And you know what? My buddy says, I want one, too. My 300-pound, big, could-be-a-security-guard buddy says, I want one, too. And I, said, I would want one, too. Yeah. So, I want six. So Clark's like, oh, whatever. So I go and I try and get one, and they, they Derek said, we ran out. And I knew he was BSing. I knew the whole premise is to get people to buy the glow sticks. You, you damn right he was And lying. I was like, I looked at him and was like, I effing hate you. I said that to him. I said, I hate you right now. I know what you're doing and I hate you. And I pout, like I power walked with my, you know, 12 year old attitude. Like I just got my video game taken away. And I said, I'm, this is dumb. And I'm cussing the whole way there. Yep. And so finally we had to wait at the door even longer. And because uh, I don't know why, I think it was a form of punishment okay now last weekend there was like two 16 17 year old girls that went through okay and they lasted to the entrance and they said the code word and they were out they spent the money and everything (laughs) and so i was like i was like i just have to make it past the entrance (laughs) so at first, Clark and Mark wanted me to go in the front, and I said, you guys are dumb. Like, you're stupid. It was making me mad because they're feeding off of this. Yes, the reason they, they wanted me to go through is because of the entertainment value they get out of it, and yes. I understand. I was like, I'm not going first. I'm not going first. No, and I'm fighting and fighting, and the door opens again. And, I'm, and they're like, where's your glow sticks? And I was like, Derek didn't give me a damn glow stick. So we get through. They say, hey, just to let you know, the actors can touch you. You cannot touch them back. Um... They can uh, separate you. And I looked right at them. I said, you treat me like an Oreo. Like, I'm the stuffing in the middle. I am not letting go of you. I am not letting go of you, and you hold on to me. 
Oh my God. So she's like, any questions? And she's like, are you going to make it? And I said, yeah, just let me get through this. Like, let's go. I'm done. I want to get through this already. And my palms are sweaty. My heart's racing. And I'm Is just- your throat still closed up? And no, once we started walking through it, no. But okay. so I don't want to give like the whole layout of the place at all. But right. the first part that you walk through is very like mind altering. It's a big like you're almost like in a big toilet paper roll. Like you know how you could like like a hole. Um, and Every like, haunted house has that. You're yeah, it's like on the tunnel. Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm walking through, and uh, I'm like, oh, this is getting to me. It's crazy. But at this point, I'm not holding on to Mark who's behind me. I'm not holding on to Clark, who's in front of me. I'm just like, I got this. It's okay. So then we get to a part where we're zigzagging through, and it's a lot of darkness. And then just crap hit the fan, man. Like, it just hit the fan. All of a sudden, I hear a chainsaw start. And I'm like, this triggers me to back in the day. Like, my dad played a, I think a lot of this is because of PTSD. I really do. And I'm not, like saying like I have the same PTSD as a soldier that fought in the war. No, I'm just saying that there are different forms of PTSD. And I feel like a lot of people have undiagnosed PTSD. Like with me, I don't need it diagnosed. I know what triggers it and I and I walk into those situations like a big dumb idiot. So all of a sudden I hear the chainsaw start and my brain goes back to the time where my dad chased me and my friends down with a chainsaw. Uh, What the hell? No, it wasn't wasn't a chainsaw. It was an AK-47 now that I think about it. Oh, I'm so, oh, my bad. bad. What the hell was that about? He dropped us off at the end of the driveway and made us walk down to the end of the driveway. We got towards the end. He popped out of nowhere and I told the story before on the podcast. My dad's just crazy. So, like, anything that has to do with, like, woods and there was, like, a wooded area. It was, like, there was, it was almost like a giant jungle scene and all of a sudden the chainsaw starts and mark is behind me pushing me and i'm pushing clark and then we get to this opening and by then i'm like (sighs) like freaking out everything calms down and then all of a sudden it just hit the fan again and this guy came out and he had a plaid shirt on and he had a beard and he looked like my grandpa and he grabbed me and put me up against the wall and started rubbing his beard against me and at that disgusting, he had blood all in his. Be- I don't even know. It was he smelled weird. <sighs> My God, dude! Like I'm getting like shaky about it. And it was like I was good until like the whole touching thing. And I said the code word, Bruh, You were not good by anything. No, I understand. No, you no. were not good. No, but I got to a point where it was like, okay, the chainsaw guy's done. Let me take a minute. And then all of a sudden, this guy slams something down on the table, and he starts screaming, and he gets in my face. And I said the code word. There's a safe word. I said it, and the whole thing kind of stopped. The guy backed away. He was very professional in the sense that he stopped. And instead of getting support from my friends, I got, oh, my God, what a baby. Oh, my God. They they targeted me. Like, I was the one up against the wall, the shortest one, the tiniest one, while my two friends just laughed. And I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. And they're like, no, dude, you can't be done. You can't be done. You can't be done. And the guy's like, stand over here. And I was like, okay. So I go and stand. And I'm like, wait. He's like, wait here. I said, what happens now? So then the girl that came by that I've seen a million times before, she kind of works like security and everything. And she's like, are you ready to get out? And I said, I'm sorry. I said, I I said, I'm, I'm, I just, I said it because I was scared and I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, I'm going to tell you, you should be out right now. You should be done. You said the word it's done. Yeah. She's like, do you want to continue? And I was like, yeah. She's like, if you say it again, you're done. 
Like I have to take legally, I have to take you out. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. So then, oh like I had asked, the, you know what? And one of the workers there was like, "My fourteen-year-old daughter was through it by herself." I said, "I don't need to hear this right now." And she's like, ha, ha, ha. And I said, how far are we through the haunted house? She's like, halfway. I was like, oh, my God. Like, we blitzed through the beginning. And the beginning wasn't bad, but it was like halfway through. They turned it up. So then. Yeah, they wait until you're deep and thick in it. Yeah. So then the security guard lady walks away. And the second she walks away, the guy goes, and shoves us in this lockbox and locks the door. And when they shoved us in, he pushed the door until it shut. The problem is, is that I was the Oreo guy. So I was in between Clark, who's a bigger dude, and in between Mark, who's 300 pounds, and the door shut. And I'm in between two people so tight that I can't breathe. And I'm like, dude, I can't breathe. I cannot breathe. I cannot breathe. And I scooted over to the side, and I was like, whew. But there was a gap of, like, maybe... Six inches in the front and six inches in the back. And we're in like this box. And I was like, dude, come on. Like this is giving me like flashbacks to the coffin that I was just in. And I'm just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And of course they're knocking on the door. They're banging on. And I was like, God, why, why didn't I just stick with the safe word? I even told the guys, like when I said the safe word, you two go through. And my buddy, who's like the big dude, he's like, if you're done, I'm done. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm a big baby, but yeah, you're, you're yeah. about to be done too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, man, what the hell? Like, what is going on? And uh, to make a long story short, I made it through the rest of the haunted house. I don't want to, like, ruin or spoil the rest of the haunted house. But, man. How like, long did it take you to go through? Uh, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. The first part, I was going slow. And then once I real, I told him, I said, do not touch me. The rest of this haunted house, do not touch me. And they respected me. They really did. I, they they all have little things in their ear. They, yeah. You know, something was said, and they didn't touch me. Um, Clark or Mark said that he felt like the fake chainsaw hit his back, like, you know, because it's foam. Um, but, man, like, I'm trying to remember after... I had like the talk and everything, but it like I blurred out. Like I really did. They made us crawl. There's a parts where you get down on all fours and you crawl through, and the gap when you're on all fours is about that much. You don't have much. If you were to lift your head, you hit your head. And uh, they made us crawl. And so Clark was in the front, and I was holding on to Clark's leg with one hand because oh I'm God. like, they're not separating us. You're not separating me. And then Mark <laughs> was grabbing onto me, but he accidentally started pulling my pants down because he just grabbed us and Mark, that's my underwear. What are you doing, man? He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm scared. Well, he didn't say he was scared because, you know, big guys never admit to being scared. Yeah, but he was scared, clearly. Yeah. So we get out of, like, the crawling part, and there was, like, clowns, and there was another chainsaw, and it was just, it was a lot, man. It was a lot. And it was like there's haunted houses that I have no problem going through because they don't touch you. It's the whole thing about being touched. I don't like being touched. And uh, it was, man, I got done and I'm just like, like trying to catch my breath. Um, I don't know. There's, 
there there was only one other experience that I've ever had like that before. Like I've been through back in the day I used to go through so many haunted houses. And you used to work in one. I it used seems to work like in one. Would, and I tell you what, it seems like this would be right up your alley. Working in one was so much fun. I worked in this I mean it was so much fun. I worked when I was 14, 15 years old. Um, actually, I'm sorry. It was between like 15 and 17. Uh, I worked at a sunglass hut at a mall. And then at night, I would go volunteer at the haunted house. I didn't even get paid. I just went to volunteer to do oh it. Oh, my God. And it was such a fun, like, I met so many cool friends. We would all get makeup. Uh, it was so much fun. I would be the lockbox guy. Like, people would come into the lockbox, and I would be the guy in the corner with the flashlight that would turn it on after they thought they were alone. And it was the best thing ever. You have such a sense of, like, control. Um <laughs> But like not anymore. Not anymore. Man. There there's been there's been a couple haunted houses that like truly terrified me. Um the other one that I would highly recommend, I don't know if it's the same as it is now. I really think that like nothing compares to Exit 13 as far as like in the Genesee County, Ingham County, South Michigan area. There's nothing like I haven't been to many haunted houses since then because kids and all that stuff and work like getting the time off to do so is crazy. But I remember I went to one called the Nile Scream Park and they actually had volunteers that were mentally handicapped and the parents would sign waivers to allow. Now, I don't know if they still do this again. I'm talking about stuff that happened, you know, years ago, um, but they were part of the cast and they loved it. It was like because hmm. at that point they were able to be characters and be actors and not just be like looked down on almost yes. in a society they that got to be treated like everybody yeah else. so the scene in this nile screen park was one of like a doctor's office slash mental institution and man like you walk in and even the hallway in the waiting room had newspaper articles that were made up about this place mm. and then you go into like the doctor's office waiting room and the lights turn off and then they turn on and there's people sitting in these chairs and then they stand up and they start walking towards you. And like you don't know these people like they're all in like hospital gowns and everything. And then this nurse comes out and it's like a real the I think what makes a good haunted house. The number one thing anyone can do like jump scares and go, blah, I got you. But the scenes like it's theater, it's theater of the mind yeah. and like. The fact that this part of the haunted house, it was like a triple package. Like one was a clown haunted house. The other one was a mental institution. The other one was like a 3D one. But the mental institution, one of the doctor's office was so real and so like vivid that you felt like you were in a mental asylum and it was just so crazy like there's a scene where you're walking through and there's this guy on this like hospital bed like gurney and this other guy has his guts and he's playing with his guts oh my god it's gosh. just like the amount of blood like uh, it was just oh my gosh it was it was madness it was madness. but that one didn't like that sounded like you had more fun no that, that one. one i was just as terrified i got so scared that i fell on the ground I fell on the ground and couldn't physically get up for a second. Oh, my God. Like, I was laying there, and I was like, I, I, but I enjoy it so much. It's like a roller coaster, and after you get through, it's like, whew. Like so, was, your overall experience at a haunted house that scares the hell out of you like that, do you look back on it like, I enjoyed it? Yeah. Yeah, like I'm doing one this Friday. 
doing one this Friday. So you enjoyed your time at Awaken. I enjoy, uh, or at Exit 13, yeah. Exit, yeah. So we're doing, we're doing Awaken this Friday. But yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it, but it's like... Uh, when I'm going through it, I want nothing more than for it to be over. But that's how I feel about horror movies, too. Like, I watch a horror movie, like, still to this day, I will never, ever, ever watch Hereditary again, ever. Like, it scared me so much that, like, even the thought of it, I just get, like, whoo. Like, yeah, so, but the enjoyment that I get out of, I don't know, it's almost like like pain is pleasure type thing. Or, like, I don't know, it's like a really weird... You know what you sound like to me? Huh. Them people that get the hooks through their shoulders and then go swinging. Like, yeah. nah, that, that doesn't sound like fun at all. Now, I don't experience that, mm-hmm. okay? Like, I've never had I've never had that type of training where I've had the hooks through my shoulders yeah. and then swung from them, okay? Maybe there's yeah. a system of training where it doesn't hurt, and maybe you can recode that feeling in your brain until it becomes a pleasurable experience. Yeah. The thing is, nothing about that journey appeals to me. Yeah. So when I look at people going through haunted houses and getting scared out of their minds, I'm mm-hmm. like, why would I be scared? Like, when I came out of the haunted house that I went through, mm-hmm. I didn't feel I didn't feel like, oh, man. I didn't feel like relief. Yeah. The only thing I felt was just... I can't believe I did that. Yeah. I don't ever want to do anything like that again. I, uh, like, at no point did I look on that memory like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad I... No. Nope. See, so I when you talk about it. everything that you talked about... Yeah. Like, all I think is, why would you do that to yourself? I think it's the adrenaline that you get for Like, it's such an adrenaline hit that, like, afterwards you're like, I need to set. Like, that was a lot. And I feel like... I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just something about it. When a good you you appreciate the art that is put into it because like working at one, I knew working at one not only does your brain and your eyes adjust to the to the darkness of everything to where like you'd be surprised the level of darkness that you could still see around and kind of gather objects. So like it makes it easier. But when you're kind of thrown into it and you don't know what this corner does or what that corner does, like or what's around this corner, like it messes with you. Um, which is what it's designed to do. Yeah, but like when you're when you work there, it's so much more fun. Like seeing the biggest baddest people ever just like I'm not scared and then they go through and they're the biggest pansies ever. Like it's just there's an enjoyment that you get out of it, but man, it's like I don't know, and it had been a while since I had been through one and it was just like whew. Okay, question. For when you work there, what was a funny story from seeing a guy who was just like big bad? You know, no. I got hit in the balls one time really hard. Someone horse kicked me. Um, it was a girl who was attached to a guy like she wouldn't let go, and I was in this attached cl- to a guy who was who she had come with. Yeah, so like okay. he was leading the way and she was attached behind him, like wasn't letting go. Okay, and I had a pool noodle and I was dressed as a clown, and my job was to stand in the corner and act like a mannequin. And then when they walked by, hit the pool noodle on the ground because it makes the loudest of noises. Really? Yeah. And when I did that, um, she just like straight, she was in front of me and she just straight horse kicked back and got me right in the, um, there was another time where we had like a pile up. We had like five people in a lockbox, and I was standing in the corner and my job was to turn the flashlight on after everybody calmed down. So like 
after a while of like, oh my god, let me get me out of here, and they're hitting the thing. They kind of just like calm down, and then that's when you seize the moment and you turn the light on. Yeah. And they were in one corner, and they all ran to the other corner, and they were piled up on top of each other. And there was this guy who was just, like, screaming bloody murder. <laughs> and it was just, like, so much fun, man. It was so much fun. Like, the, the friends that I made there... Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and it was just like we had people pee themselves. We had people, you know, uh, is it defecate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had people throw up. Um, we would have people to where there was a safe word, but then the safe word would put you in the middle of the hallway, and a guy would be waiting there with a chainsaw, and he would chase you out of the haunted house. And it's like to me, looking back at that, like that was kind of like mean because yes. it's like these people already said that they were done, and it's like getting one last hurrah. Um, but I mean, it was it was scary, but it was super tiny. It was super tiny. It was like the size of like, like a Claire's. It was just like a part in the mall to where it was like it was a U shape. So you went in one part, went out the How other. How long did it take to go through it? Oh god, like five minutes maybe. I mean, it was quick. Yeah, it was inside of a. It was like a like the size of like a Hot Topic or a Spencer's or a Claire's, like super tiny. Um, but yeah, it was it was so much fun, man. It was so much fun. Um. But you get out of that world and like, you know, 12, 13, 15 years later, um, you go through them and it's like, man, it's it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. Well, that's what it's supposed to do. I just don't understand. Why. I just I just don't understand why. I mean, would you go back through that haunted house like next through year? exit thir- uh, 13? Yeah. Now that I know where everything's at. Yeah. Now it's not as scary. It's the unknown. And it's like. Yeah, I would go through it again. Um, what's cool is Derek, for like, uh, for the past couple of years, has taken me upstairs. So not only does he have, he's got like sixty something cameras. He has to for liability's sake. That's yeah, smart. yeah. And he has like a ladder that you can climb, and it goes. So it's built in like a warehouse style. Um, it's built in the warehouse style. So there's trusses above everything. And then there's there's plywood that sits in between the trusses, and you could actually climb a ladder and walk up on top and look down and see people getting scared, and it's so much fun. Like that part's fun, but like the going through it, I just felt I would have felt so bad because I invited two of my friends up there. I would have felt so terrible, um, so terrible had I said, "Hey guys, yeah, come up here," and then uh, like I chicken out. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like. I invited my friends it up. It didn't stop you from calling out the safe word. Yeah, but at that point, they're already through it, so they could have gone together. They don't need me. Um, yeah, but they complained about you pulling the safe I know, word, though. I know, which kind of is like, okay, I understand why you're upset, but at the same time, like, I'm my own person. If I like, and if they would have allowed me to leave, I would have left. It's not that I would have let you leave. Like, it's I'm not like, that this is too much. I wanna, like, but I want to preface that I they didn't not allow me to leave. Um, my they friends, put pressure on you to stay. My though. friends convinced me to stay, but the actual staff there didn't not allow me to leave. They they said like, hey, it's time to go, and then I convinced myself to stay, which was, <laughs> yeah, dude, it was a lot, man. Been thinking about it just makes me wanna. I just want to take Thank a you for nap. yawning right into the damn microphone. You're welcome. It's like when you cackle for 45 minutes. Get over it. No, but, it's not. It's totally different. It's but, totally different. Okay. Well, if you want to start it's doing... totally different. If you want to start doing air checks, let me know. But the <laughs> thing is, is I, like, I, it makes you tired. Like, the next day, I feel like... 
I ran a marathon. It's an adrenaline dump, you know? Yeah. Like, all that adrenaline is forcing your body and your perception to work above what it's supposed to. Yeah. So, at the end of it, you just feel just like, ugh. When I went through the warehouse, that's exactly how I felt when I, when I went through the haunted house I did. Because when I got out, like... I was so mentally exhausted. Yeah. I couldn't remember how to drive home. Yeah. That's like how, I had yep. to tell myself, don't use both feet. Yeah. And then I had to remember, turn left here. Yeah. Like there was a point where I almost wanted to get out of my vehicle and stop at the gas station. Like, Can you tell me like how to get yeah. to the highway? That's how I felt on the way home. I was driving home and I know the area well. And I was like, like my brain was so scattered. Yes. Like I was just like. What is going on? Yeah, it's but that's when you know that like, man, that's a good presentation. Like it, it it's making me panic attacky just thinking about it. Because I mean, the haunted house world, it's very hard. People nowadays are so subjected to like seeing the craziest stuff online and in person too. I mean, it's so like, there's haunted houses. Have you heard of McKinney Manor? No. Okay, so McCainy Manor is this guy. His name's Russ McCainy. I've, I've followed this guy for years. I wanted to do it for a radio bit, but there was such a liability yeah, that, a little bit. that they wouldn't let me do it. Um, so McCainy Manor is no way associated with an actual haunted house that does that is an actual professional business. If anything, this guy is kooky and weird to the sense that there's probably a criminal history about it. And not to, I, I don't want to, allegedly, I'll say a lot of alleged. Wait, wait, wait. So is this a, you said this is not affiliated with a haunted house. No, he's, it's McKinney Manor is a place that he has built inside of every residence that he has lived in. He's been kicked out of cities because of what he does. So he builds a haunted house or a horror type environment inside of his house and he he has a waiting list of two years right now and what they do is he publishes the videos on youtube they're hours long okay say you are interested in mckinney manor you go to the website you sign up and all you have to do to be a part of it is donate two bags of dog food and it goes to a shelter and it helps the shelter out now mckinney manor they sit you down. They do a, a psychological evaluation of you. They do a mental evaluation and everything. They ask you what your phobias are and everything like that. And they have you sign a booklet of waivers. Okay. Once you're done with that, they tell you a location to meet. They and the, it begins. Now there's rumors to this that there's actual Vegas betting odds of people because he live streams it. That and again, these are all rumors. That there's a betting odds that say say you wanted to sign up. There's people that would bet to say, okay, hey, I think you're gonna last an hour. Okay. Now this is an eight hour long ordeal. This oh. is, I mean, this is like up to eight hours. Like, it's insane. They've had Navy SEALs go through, or like Army people. They've had military. They've had everything. The things that they do to you in this are just like it's literally one centimeter away from torture. So they duct tape you, they waterboard you, they put uh, rotten eggs in your mouth, they put cockroaches all over you, they shove you in fridges and refrigerators. I mean, it's on YouTube. And the guy has been banned from so many cities that he has to go from place to place and he sets it up and then he publishes the whole entire, entire experience on YouTube. And so like you could sit there and watch it. It's like hours and hours of content that he edits and puts together and no one has made it through the whole thing, I don't think. Okay, I'm going to ask one question, mm -hmm. okay? 
people listening, and Art, please don't take this the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Are these all white people to go through this? No. Really? No, there's, yeah, there's there's people. You there know, are persons of color yeah. that put themselves through this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this is bananas. Yeah. I'm going to look this up. Like, I want to see. And you know he probably makes a ton of money from YouTube for people just watching he, other people's experiences. He has been featured. There's a Netflix documentary about him and a couple other ones. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, what was it? It was like, uh, it's called Haunters, the Art of the Scare. That's what it's called. Um, it, Why has he been banned out of cities if people are signing waivers and stuff over this? So he had his neighbor go through, his neighbor who lives across the street, and he wouldn't let her out. He would not let her out. And she's like talking about it, and they showed the footage, and it's like, wait, there's no safe word like where you can. There like- is a safe word, but they push you and push you and push you and push you, and it's like, well, wait a second. If there's a safe word, that should be respected. Yes, you know, um, the one and only extreme haunted attraction survival horror wait, challenge. And the people to do this, all they have to give is two bags of dog food, and they can go through this entire experience. Yeah. So the requirements are you have to be 21 above or 18 to 20 with parents' approval. You have to have a sports physical. You have to pass a background check. Uh, be screened via Facebook, uh, FaceTime, or phone. Proof of medical insurance. Assign a detailed 40-page waiver and pass a portable drug test on the day of the show. So it's, I mean, it, dude, it's, it's. I see why they don't honor honor like that stuff. Because I mean, yeah. I mean, they they've done all this work to vet you for this. So this one, they have a new thing called survival horror. Understand that each tour will be different based upon your personal fears and can last up to ten hours. Each guest will be mentally and physically challenged until you've reached your personal breaking point. Do not wear expensive clothing. Do not bring anything that can get wet. This can get aggressive, uh, and our actors will come in contact with you. You cannot in any way return the contact. Uh, it, it's just. Uh, think about the average 10 to 20 minute haunt or think of a, uh, a park at a Halloween thing. Uh, was it really interactive and scary at the new McKinney Manor? You experienced thrills that you've never seen before. Yeah. You know what? This seems like something you would submit the person who finishes last in your football pool for. Seriously, man. Like this is like you submit, we all kick in on two bags of dog food and yeah. the person that comes in de- dead last yeah. in a I fantasy mean, football. Look at they, has to go they locked it. her. In a thing, like in a in a freezer, like where you would store meat, and yeah, I mean that's, that's like was it cold? I'm guessing, yeah. I mean they torture they they he's riding her like a horse right now. I mean it's just it's such a different. I mean that's waterboarding. That's not waterboarding. That's just getting stuffed in water. Waterboarding is when they lay you on. Well, no, Whatever. I can't just. I don't want to describe it in case. Yeah. Like, but I mean, it is. Here, it is a. It is a different experience. So, like, I was gonna sign up for that, and now that I like, I would have died. Stupid ass. I no, know. you weren't. I, 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 but like, it also. You 20, better not. Twenty-two, twenty-three-year-old art is completely different from thirty-year-old art. Like thirty-year-old art. I shouldn't even be going through these haunted houses. I've got kids. Like, I'm not trying to have a heart attack. Well, I it, mean, you, do you think you legit... Oh, you do have a heart murmur. Yeah, I got right. a heart murmur, and everybody's what like... What the hell is wrong with you, yeah, man? I don't know. I'm a glutton for punishment. It was fun, but man, like... None of that sounds fun. None of that. Like, no, nothing you have described today sounds like fun. It sounds like abject terror for recreation. Are you afraid of roller coasters? Yes. Okay. 
Now that is combined. That's mostly, I think, my fear of heights and the idea that like I have to trust somebody else with my own own welfare. It's like I'm not. I like my feet on the ground. I like being in control. Here's the thing. Okay, I see. I see the things that I'm becoming afraid of with age, and I understand it's because I've seen a lot more of the world. Yes. So, yes. for instance, with the roller coaster thing, lately, within the past couple months, there's been an influx. Is that the correct word? An influx and an increase? I don't... An, an, no, it's not influx. It's, uh, uh, I'm trying to use bigger words. In, you're, you're close. Influx you. is more the idea. In, like, let's say you have uh, an influx of something specific. Uh-huh. Like... An increase. What do you? What's the context? Yeah, like an increase in the amount of roller coaster videos. Yeah, so an influx is more what you're receiving. Okay, so there's been an an inc- increase in the amount. Yeah, of an increase. Uh, I'll have to use that word in a different sentence one day. So maybe well, feel free. We'll maybe, have vocabulary. With yeah, art maybe in the we'll future, attach so. a prize to it. Maybe we'll do like a text to win when I say that word again or something. I don't know. Uh, so that I've seen an hysterical. increase, and and most of them have happened in foreign countries where the security and the uh, the mechanical. Uh, uh, safety of roller coaster rides has severely decreased um, due to funding and due to just the general knowledge of not knowing. But I've noticed a lot more roller coaster crashes. And when you see those, see, I think that what you watch on the internet or what you listen to or what you digest, that is just as bad as seeing it in person. No. You don't think I so? I disagree entirely. I've seen someone die in real life mm-hmm. and I've seen someone die on the internet. Both of them have given me a separate set of trauma, but it is still very now, similar. That can be you. Like mm-hmm. and that's how it affects yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. But that's like true. for me, like I would imagine seeing someone die in the flesh would be way more traumatic. Yeah, because you're right life. there. But I still feel that there is a certain set of trauma that comes with even if you watch it online, it messes with your brain in the sense of it's not stu- mine. Like when I see somebody die online, I'm like, damn, that sucks. Really? I don't, I don't feel I don't feel any emotional attachment to them. I don't. Like, it's unfortunate, but I really don't. It's not... Sorry, I've got the hiccups. Uh, It's not so much the emotional attachment to them. It's that you're seeing something that is upsetting, I guess, in the sense... It's not upsetting to me, It doesn't upset you at all. No. No, not at all. I I literally feel like, damn, that stinks. Like, yeah, but I, I don't understand feel like that. I'm not perfect. Have you like, watched the in-depth graphic ones? Like, I'm sure you have. You you've seen some pretty. Yes, I've seen some pretty. Gra- I've I've seen I have seen some stuff. Yeah. That like I'm not entirely sure I should have seen. Right. Okay. And it doesn't. doesn't it's get like you? I'm like, damn, that stinks. I'm hungry. Like, I'm not. No, good not, for you for having a more of a mental threshold than I do, I guess. But my my no, point your is your mental threshold is different with haunted houses too. Yeah, like you can enjoy that experience, whereas I cannot. Yeah, like we're all different. It's yeah, just how it is. It doesn't I mean look it's one's at better it, than the other. It's just how we are. No, but I look at it like so with the roller coaster thing. I've watched an increase of videos of people dying on roller coasters, and so. Seeing that, and then the haunted house thing, like, yeah, they're not going to hurt you, but it taps into your fears. Yes. And for someone, you know what uh, What? What irks me the most is the people that's I'm not afraid of nothing. Everybody is afraid of something. Yes, they are. Everybody is. Everybody is. Yes, they I don't are. care who you are. Yes. Everyone is afraid of something. That's why you pay your rent. That's why you pay your bills. Yeah. That's why you pay your mortgage. Yeah. That's why you pay for your car. Like, because you're afraid of something in your life going wrong yeah. and making life more difficult for you. Yeah. So, my thing is, is this, okay? I have a fear of a couple different things. And I will say this. Um, 
if you come at me preying on my phobias, there is a slim chance that I will punch you in the face. And I'm just up, up, no, up, like I'm, I'm being serious. Up, I'm being serious. And I'm I know s- you're being serious. That's I'm why saying, I'm saying don't punch anybody. No, but I'm just saying this. Okay, I don't play around when it comes to that stuff. Like. I don't think that it's funny. I don't think that it's comical to prey off of other people's fears. Agreed. And, and what I say is, so when I bring up my phobias, feel free if you want to get punched in the, and I'm not, I'm not a Billy badass. I could get knocked out just like anybody else can, but I will do my best to physically harm you if you do one of these many things. One of them is being put me in a tight space. I don't like it. And in fact, I didn't like it when I was at the Buried Alive simulator. I was trying to punch my way through the casket because I was so t- terrified of being trapped in a small space i don't like uh, snakes at all deathly terrified of snakes if i see a snake i'm stomping it as many times as i can until there's nothing left or i'm running like a girl okay and sorry to be gender uh, specific on that yeah, you could just say running away screaming there you go that's the same yes thing. okay i mean no it's not the same thing, also mice terrified of mice Ugh. don't like mice at all hand okay? a farmer with mice yeah not a fan yeah so with that being said Haunted houses bring a certain level of fear, but knowing that I chose to do it, I'm my biggest and worst enemy, and that's it. So I get done with this haunted house, okay? I'm driving home, and I'm just like, you know, like that dizzy feeling when you haven't received enough oxygen in a while, and you start like, you're like, (sighs) so I'm trying to catch my breath. I pull into the driveway to my house. I turn the car off. I get out. I start walking. I almost get to the tree, which is conveniently located by the stairs, and I hear, oh. and I was like, come on, man. So I scream, what the, f-? loud, I mean loud, it's 11 o'clock at night. And so I'm like, I'm either going to die today or someone's going to die so today. So this thing that happened to you at the haunted house had you so in a headspace that you heard some fr- anything remotely freaky when you got home had you reacting. Reacting and you still say this is fun. It was fun during the haunted house because I knew what it, I knew what to expect roughly. I didn't know the haunted house layout. If you this, hadn't gone through the haunted house and that noise happened, would you have reacted the same? No, God no. Exactly. No, so God, basically, no. you were so it was amplified ten times. Okay, yeah. yeah. This this so is not so I come I go towards you know the entrance to my house and I hear this and I automatically lift my fist up because that's what I do when I'm fearful. I lift my fist up in fear. Yes. And then I've I, seen you do it. It's I, so I, I grab my phone and I turn my flashlight on, and I don't see anything for a second. I Wait, you investigated like every other white person a horror movie well, does? Yeah. What am I gonna do? It's it's by my house. I have to get inside my house. What am I supposed to do? You, you go inside and just shut it out because it's it's obviously outside. I don't for know a what I want to know. What I'm walking past, and this is why. Turns okay. out it's a skunk. Lord have. Had I just walked by, he's going to spray, and then for a week straight, it's going to. Have you ever had an intense skunk smell? You ever have your dog sprayed by a and skunk? I've had my car, like, be. I ran over a skunk by accident. Yeah. And it, it, it was. I'll it tell was you a story odd. off of the podcast that is morbid, that involves skunks, okay. that has put a fear in my brain since then that when I smell the skunk, I smell it, but it's not safe for the podcast. But, so. I, I turn the flashlight on and I see two little beady eyes looking back at me. Oh, and geez. then I see like blackness and I see a little bit of a white tail. And I'm like, I can't get in my house. Yeah. Because at this point, uh, I sleep with the fan open in the window. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose that privilege. Yes. 
And I don't want to lose that. It's towards the end of the, uh, the, I mean, it's end of the summer, but we're in that perfect time to where the oh weather is perfect to have that window open. Oh, my God. So I'm like, you know what? What can I do? So I start looking around for a rock or something, but I would hit the other person's house. Right. Because they have moved part of the panel. And they were living inside the house, come to find oh underneath. Oh, my God. Yeah, they 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 have moved the panel, and they just go in there and come out. But did they know that these skunks were under their house? Because hung. I, I haven't told them yet. I'm not close with my neighbors. But how do you not smell a gaggle of skunks under your damn house? They haven't house? sprayed yet. They haven't sprayed yet. Oh but God. when my wife and I first moved into this place, we did see a skunk. So I'm guessing it's the same skunk. Golly. So I'm thinking to myself, what do I do? So I try, I'm like, I could grab a rock, but if I throw it, I'm going to hit that person's house, and yeah. I don't want to do that. So I try calling my wife, and she's got a ringer off, her phone's off. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And this is like five minutes have gone by, and I'm just like, I try getting close, and it kind of backs away, and I was like, it's going to spray. Like, you, I'm testing the devil at this point. They stomp when they're going to spray. Yeah. Like, stomp is the warning, and if you come close after that, then yeah. they spray. So I saw him or her, and I'm not going to assume the skunk's gender, uh, backing up, and like I'm like, this thing's going to spray. So I go in my trunk. I'm like, maybe I could grab something. There's nothing in my trunk other than a snow brush and some miscellaneous stuff. You could have thrown the snow brush, then like a dollar at the gas station, you'd be all right. Yeah, but again, it gets scared. They usually do it out of fear. You throw or it from defense. a distance. Okay, <laughs> it's not a boomerang. It's not going to come back to me. It's going to hit the person's house. I'm like, once it's gone, it's gone. Yo, so I'm- what do I do? I grab my car, I back up, and I start driving towards it onto the grass and everything. <laughs> It goes into that other person's house. I park and I go back inside. Oh, because I'm like, uh, what am I supposed to did do? Did you hit it with the high beams or did you just? Oh drive? yeah, high beams, <laughs> fog lights, everything. He's like, I will blind you. Consider my car Christine. It is haunted and it is here to destroy you. Hey, hey, do what you. But it do. worked. It went inside. I, uh, I, uh, I went in the house and I scolded my wife for not having her phone on. And then I explained to her story. She laughed out loud and I went to bed. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, but I tell you what, man. Like, if you. And you know what? You could go through the haunt because I know we're going to get messages. I know we're going to get messages that say, oh, you're the biggest baby. I went through exit 13 and wasn't scared. Congrats. Man, I don't give a real awesome. Good I for have, you. I have watched nine-year-olds go through haunted houses, and I don't feel- Demented don't, nine-year-olds. No, I mean like just nine-year-old children who like haunted houses, and they Demented like Demented nine-year-olds. I mean, whatever. My son's eight, and I don't. I don't- I wouldn't put it past him if it, well he said I don't want to go through that and I said you know what you're right but you're kids right. also have two things their advantage one they believe in the supernatural world more than we do like monsters and yeah. big weird things also yeah. they haven't seen the penalties of a world full of people being the messed up monsters that they can be in sheep's clothing yeah so it's like they can ignorantly go into situations and have none of these fears which is why the older you get I'm like, the harder it is to actually go through a haunted house. Because, yeah. like, you know what accidents look like. You know what difficulties look like. You've heard random that stories. That was the hard part because there were certain parts where it's like, man, that's really real. Like, when yeah. you when you see certain things, it's like. And it taps into stuff that may or may not have happened in other yeah. people's lives that really did adversely affect yeah. them forever. It's like, yeah. no thanks. Yeah, so I'm just saying, no thanks to haunted well, and houses the preface, ever like, the thing that period. I said, No thank you. And I want to I wanna go back on the thing that I said earlier was seeing someone pass away it wasn't like i was like there and watched them die it was it was a, a car accident and i didn't find out until after that they had passed man away. that's not but the same thing it is the, it is the same when you look at like it, when you look at certain things i remember 
we had a car. I don't know if it was my dad's car that he picked up from a junkyard or what it was, but it had certain matter in there from a car accident. That's and it's not like, the same thing. Okay, I know. You're a bigger badass than I am because you saw someone die maybe up close and personal or something. I've never what seen I, what, somebody die up close and personal. I'm just more faithful to the idea that the idea of seeing somebody die up close and personal will affect me more mm-hmm. than seeing someone die on a screen. Because seeing someone right, die on a screen. Right, but seeing someone die a, in, a, in a car accident is just as graphic. I mean, that's terrible. I mean, okay. I mean, it's not like a tit for tat contest of seeing some uh, what's the most graphic way you've seen somebody die I'm just saying that like when when reality hits and you start to see how the real world is it gives you a different perspective of like going through a haunted house and actually enjoying it even though it's all fake and stuff it's kind of like the world sets you up to believe that oh yeah this could never happen in real life and then it's like uh, it definitely could like well, you it, could it, just be a more empathetic person than I am yeah, in general maybe. cause like I, I, I can just I'm I'm so divorced from other people's welfare. Mm-hmm. Like when I hear other people suffering, I'm like, oh man, it's too bad. Well, unless, well, yeah, okay. that's terrible. You should have more heart. And I know that that's hard for you to grasp or like understand or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think having having emotion isn't such a bad thing. It's not emotion. It's just like I'm self I'm self centered. Like mm-hmm. just I'm. Is it con- is it conceit? I don't know. It may border on that, but it's definitely self centered to the point where it's like. Mm, unless your world actually touches mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Well, there's that. <laughs> Good to know that if something was to happen to me, Spain would just go, eh, it is what it's it is. It's totally different. No, you definitely you. would. You if definitely happened, would. Your world touches mine. So, yes. Yeah, barely. You'd have a little bit more work to do. Okay. You'd have to do you're a solo podcast. You're not in my podcast. head knowing how much this... How, I'm not even. I'm not even. You're, you're trying to poke my buttons right now. No, I'm telling you. No. I'm telling you. Like, if, you, if something happened to you, it'd be way different. I don't think it would affect you that much. And I'm not saying that it's like, a, oh, if it happened to you, it wouldn't hurt that's me. Totally like, you, that's totally... No, I just think that this you are where, very this much... This is where you want me to be like, no, Art, you're so valuable no, I'm to not me. Saying, if something I'm happened to you, saying that I would be crushed. I I'd be on the floor, like, in a fetal position, hugging my... And crying and crying and shedding no, tears of blood. No one would do that, believe me. Maybe a couple close family members, but that's it, okay? <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, I have come to accept your mental tolerance of such things. Like, you just don't, you just, you're like, eh. You would be like, eh, okay, that sucks. Uh, maybe I'll send him a text. What do, what do I need to do? I mean, that's do? what you believe, but like, nah, like, okay. I've, I've, I've been fortunate I've never had the first time someone died who I felt like I was close to mm-hmm. was my mom. That mm-hmm. was like in May of 2017 or 18. And like, I didn't know my mom that well because she was, she spent a lot of her time working like 12 hour days to build her career. Right. So it's like, I didn't really start getting to know her until about like, like three years before she was diagnosed with dementia. Okay. And then like I lost her completely in a fairly rapid amount of time. Yeah. Actually, no, it was slow as hell because that really hurt. But like that yeah. was the closest I had to someone that mattered to me, like really mattered, mm-hmm. like dying. And like I shed some tears. I was messed up. I was in personal preparation therapy for like two years. Like that there was explains random points the where I would just cry in the shower for no reason. But that explains why, because that happened in May and not to make this about me at all, but I came here in August, and you are not nearly the same person you are now compared to August of 2017. You're not. You were you were very much closed off, didn't talk to me much. I didn't talk to you much, though, either. There was a lot of stuff that was going on in this building that you know we yeah, don't dude, need to you, get you're, into. You're, you're broaching a whole lot of stuff we can't talk about. No, no, no. Podcast. But what I'm saying, though, is that it, it makes more sense now why you were so like shut off from the world during that mm-hmm. time. I mean, that's a traumatic thing to go through. And I'm not... That wasn't it. 
Well, but I want to say in complete disclosure that me talking about the fact that I've seen someone die or I've seen people die before doesn't make me a badass. And I think, and I'm not speaking for you, but I think you saying like, oh, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't make you a badass. I mean, you being emotionally shut off to me, that isn't a good thing. That isn't something that should be like looked at as like a positive thing. I don't look at it as a positive thing. No, but I'm just saying to the people listening, like I don't want people to misconstrue my words in the sense that, oh yeah, I watched somebody die. Like that's not something cool. or like I look at the world like this. The world is a system of asymmetric patterns that all of us, in some form or fashion, are either exceptionally good or exceptionally bad or somewhere in the middle at. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we are these things makes the world go in a way where we continue to progress. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that we're, A, still here and haven't blown ourselves off the planet yet, and the fact that we, we went from literally... Like hunting and gathering and scratching our nuts like in boredom to like like phones in our hands, Mm -hmm. like giving us portals to access people around the world and scratching our nuts when we're bored. But like we have advanced as a people because of the asymmetrical ways we are. That doesn't mean one is better than the other. It means in the tapestry of humanity, it works. Yeah. And it's like, well, and I don't expect everybody to be like me. I don't expect you to enjoy haunted houses and enjoy watching people get scared to death and enjoy like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't want my words to be interpreted in such that I enjoy watching people die or I enjoy watching faces of death on the weekends. Dude, or, if somebody got that intimation from yeah, what I'm you just, said, they I'm, should be, they should be I'm thrown I'm putting off a, a disclaimer in it. That's all that I'm saying. You and your disclaimers. And with that being said, what a great, positive, uplifting podcast we did today. Jeez. That wraps up the Art and Span Show podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on all the podcast serving outlets, which is awesome. Yes, Stitcher, Apple Music, uh, Pocket Casts, uh, you can go to the website, qn06fm.com. Yeah. And you can check my Facebook page, Mighty Span. You can check you can check Art's Facebook page, Artemis Radio. Mm-hmm. You can check our social media pages. You'll find links to all this madness. Oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. Yo, I'm, I can tell. My you, brain hurts, dude. Like, just thinking about it. But I'm you like, had fun doing it, right? <laughs> the fact that I volunteered and signed up to do another one on Friday just proves how stupid I, I, I am. I don't even know, bro. I don't. God bless you, and you're in my prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, prayers. Tomorrow we will be dropping a Leatherface interview, so look forward to that. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Leatherface is Friday. No, it's tomorrow at 10 a.m. Let me check because my brain's been pretty yeah. scattered. Dude, you might be right. It's coming soon. It's yeah, coming it's coming. Soon. It, it'll it's coming. coming it will come this week, and it'll be part of yeah. another podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, we'll try and uh, drop another one in the meantime. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, it's yeah. You're right. It is Friday morning. There you go. <sighs> Dude. And you're doing another one this Friday. Lord yeah, mercy, and that boy. one has 400 attractions. This boy is crazy, and I'm not going through none of them. Yeah. You enjoy. Why? Why? Just please. A real friend would. Have a good day, y'all. <laughs> 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 <laughs>